This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Let's put the spotlight on China right now. We're going to be analyzing China's ongoing dilemma in the Russia Ukraine conflict, a spike in COVID 19 cases in the country, and the latest on the Evergrande saga. Let's get more analysis from Tan Don Wei, who is China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Good morning, Don. Let's start off by talking about Chinese President Xi Jinping and his U.S. counterpart Joe Biden. We read about this in the news. They failed to bridge the differences over the Ukraine war in a two-hour video call that happened at the end of last week. In a separate interview, of course, we saw Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi saying that the country is on the right side of history over the Ukraine war. Talk us through the possible repercussions of the failed talks on China. Uh, What does Mr. Wang really mean by on the right side of history? Dissect this for us and whether or not China has done enough to de-escalate the situation in Ukraine. Hi, good morning. Well, by the right side of history, Foreign Minister Wang Yi is saying that China's position on the conflict will prove to be the right one with time. It has maintained that it takes a neutral stance. It calls for diplomacy and peace talks, and China has always stood for maintaining peace and opposing war. It didn't appear that Mr. Biden and Mr. Xi could come to some agreement about what to do with Ukraine at their virtual meeting last Friday. Mr. Biden warned of consequences if China supports Russia in its military aggression, and Mr. Xi was critical of the sanctions that the U.S. and its allies have imposed on Russia, saying that they could have a deeper impact on the global economy, which has already suffered from the COVID pandemic. China says it has been actively promoting peace talks and is willing to work with the international community in mediation efforts. It certainly has been a little more proactive compared to the early days of the war when it was unwilling to wade into the issue. Since the Xi-Biden meeting on Friday, we've seen China's top officials from Foreign Minister Wang Yi, Vice Foreign Minister Le Yicheng, to Chinese ambassador to the U.S., Tin Gang, all suddenly speaking up over the weekend, asserting and defending China's position as it continues to come under pressure and attack for not doing enough to help stop the war. Chinese ambassador to the U.S., Tin Gang, said on Sunday during an interview on a CBS program that because of China and Russia's relationship, which is built on trust, China is in a unique position to promote peace talks, and Mr. Xi had suggested to Mr. Putin during their phone call a few weeks ago to seek a peaceful resolution. And since then, there have been four rounds of talks between Russia and Ukraine. So China wants to be seen to be doing something, not nothing. Whether it is involved in any other kind of quiet diplomacy behind the scenes, we don't know. Now, Don, let's uh, take a look at another headline grabbing development in China. China and Hong Kong both are seeing their largest spike in COVID cases in more than two years. And this is despite determinately pursuing one of the world's strictest virus elimination policies. China has reported COVID-19 deaths for the first time since January 2021. Over the weekend, we should note that as well. Don, for how long can China hold on to its zero COVID goal? I mean, is China experiencing 
a phase where public support for zero COVID is somewhat in decline uh, given the recent case numbers. Your thoughts? We're definitely seeing signs that China's zero COVID strategy is under immense pressure because Omicron is so contagious and many of those infected are also asymptomatic. And so we saw China loosening the rules a little last week because its healthcare system is stretched. So those with mild symptoms no longer need to be hospitalized, but can go into central quarantine instead. And the authorities also rolled out self-test kits so that cases, especially asymptomatic ones, can be detected early. Because this rash of outbreak has spread so quickly and so widely, covering 28 of the 31 provinces and regions, traveling has been extremely difficult and unpredictable, and there have been lockdowns in various districts in several cities, mass testing, and just in general a lot of inconvenience and annoyance. And all this has brought on quite a bit of unhappiness among people, some of whom have taken to airing their grievances on social media and saying it's about time China relaxes its COVID policy since Omicron is not fatal. But if anything, the signs point to the Chinese government doubling down because they argue that if they let the reins loose, a huge number of people will be infected and the number of severe cases or deaths will also go up and that's something that it can't afford. So the plan continues to be, if there is an outbreak, to nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We're on the line with Tan Donway, China Bureau Chief of the Straits Times. Don, final issue. This is with regard to a filing from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, which has shown that troubled Chinese property developer giant Evergrande and all its units suspended trading in Hong Kong yesterday morning. Uh, shares of Evergrande Property Services Group, China Evergrande New Energy Vehicle Group were also suspended. Perhaps give us an update on this. Why are they suspending trading once again and what's next? A notice to the stock exchange yesterday simply said that trading was suspended pending an announcement with no reasons given. It's the second time this year that trading has been suspended and is happening just two days before a $2 billion repayment deadline. It has previously missed payments on some offshore bonds and was declared in default by a credit ratings firm after missing its repayment deadline. As you probably know... Evergrande has been going through restructuring negotiations after chalking up debts of $300 billion. It was reported that the company may organize a briefing this week to let investors know about its restructuring plans. In January, it had said it was aiming to come up with a preliminary restructuring proposal in the next six months. It has tried to sell its assets to pay off its debts and has also promised to finish its projects and deliver them to buyers. But even that plan has run into trouble when it was ordered to demolish 39 buildings in Hainan because the building permits were apparently illegally obtained. Thank you once again, Don, China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. We'll be catching up with you again next week. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.